Greetings and welcome to the Side Quest Heroes podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Raymond Hogg, alongside my dual sense to my PS5, Clive Cookson. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I like that one. I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? It's good because you complete me, you know? You can't have a PS5 without a dual sense. <laughs> but apparently you can have a PS3 with a dual well, sense. Well, let's not start that old <laughs> chestnut. Today we've got a great show for you. We will be discussing some latest gaming news, including could the Xbox Series X and Series S be getting VR support? Into the Spider-Verse costume mm. has been revealed for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Hideo Kojima is working on a new game, which I'm sure is going to be batshit crazy. And Super Smash Bros, the ultimate cut Steve's of meat, or the ultimate cut of Steve's meat, should I say? What kind of what kind of cut would you like, Clive? Would you like a fresh cut? Just just stay away from my meat. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Just don't don't try to beat Steve. Oh, <laughs> From then, we will die. This is going what? very. This is going really bad, really quickly. Right Hell now, yeah. <laughs> welcome to the blue hour. Uh, then we're going to dive into our main topic of the show: our favorite experiences with VR and what does the future hold for VR. But before we get into all of that, if you didn't know, this is the Side Quest Heroes podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything video games. If you like the sound of that, follow and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all those other kick-ass podcast services available online. On top of that, we're also on Instagram. You can find us there using at Heroes. Follow all of our video game-related shenanigans there, post some comments, and do let us know what kind of topics you'd like us to cover in the future, because we're always open to ideas. Now, before we get into the episode, it's time for that little segment we like to call What You Been Playing. Come on. What you been playing? What, what, what you been playing? What, what? Mr. Cookson, what have you been playing? Yes. I've decided to go back to a bit of retro. I don't know why, considering the Xbox Series X is literally one week away. I am so excited. End this lockdown. I need to pick up my console. It is the 3rd of November as we are recording. But yes, the Xbox Series X is being released next week. For some odd reason, I've decided to do a bit of retro gaming. After some talk in previous episodes about Turtles in Time, and you mentioned Hyperstone Heist as well. And I think you said, didn't you, the Hyperstone Heist you thought was a better game in your yeah, opinion? Yeah, I always, I always felt Hyperstone looked better, played better. Um, I can't re- actually remember the variety of levels. It's been years since I've played it. But I always thought the levels seemed a bit more interesting. Okay. Now, uh, I decided to play both of them just to kind of, I don't know, refresh my memory, mm. I guess I could say, just to see what they were like. But Turtles in Time, oh man, that game definitely holds up, especially because I know we're, we're such big fans in Token, you know, of the Turtles arcade game like there. Game. It plays pretty much exactly like the arcade version. Mm. I probably prefer Turtles in Time because I just find the gameplay is a bit faster. Okay. The graphics actually look pretty good. They look they look very similar. Hyperstone Heist, there's a slight bit more detail. Mm. It's a bit more slower paced. Okay. But I think the difficulty and the enemies are that bit harder. So it's more of a challenging game, which I really All like. Right. But overall, I think I prefer Turtles in Time just because, you know, the pacing mm. of it and everything else. And when I was growing up, I was more, you know, the Super Nintendo guy as opposed to the Sega Mega Drive yeah. guy, even though I had both. But to be honest with you, it's been great going back to both mm. of them because the memories i'm getting and even the kind of news item you know where april o'neill when you first load up yeah. the game april o'neill will be on the news and everything else that just looks like a copy and paste kind of thing as well it's just like the same yeah kind of, i think just the scenario uh, around what happens is different like in one the statue of liberty is abducted and in another one it's shrunk Honestly, they they work very well. It's just great to kind of go back to old games like that every now and again. Like every now and again, I might go back to say Sonic or Sonic and Knuckles or Super Mario Brothers Three mm. on the Super Nintendo as well. But yeah, it's been been absolutely brilliant. Nice. What about yourself, anyway? Um, me, I'm topping off the spooky Halloween season. I didn't get a chance to finish it before the end of October, but I finished it literally last night, and that was the Leon story from Resident Evil Two Remake. This for anyone listening is the Leon B story. So canonically, you're supposed to play Claire story A and then follow it up with Leon story B, which is the alternate kind of um, storyline. Very good. Like, I just, I love this game. It's so well done. Like, I was properly screaming. Like, the jump scares were getting me properly. Uh, Mr. X, aka Tyrant, I think he's called as well. 
um, terrifying, like absolutely terrifying. Like when you're going into rooms and you literally hear footsteps on the roof going, and then slowly fading away into the distance. You're like, oh, he's going to come out of a wall somewhere. I just know it. <laughs> um, all I'd say is like, my love of this game makes me really, really, really hope uh, it'll never happen. But for Konami to get off their asses and do the same type of treatment for Silent Hill 2 or something like that. Could you imagine that type mm. of remake for Silent Hill 2? Like with the fog and Pyramid Head. Oh, give me that. I want Dino Crisis. Oh, well, that, yeah, that as well. Like, well, that's that's probably more likely to happen than a proper remake of Resident Evil 2. Um, unless Konami decide to give Capcom the license. Just just do it. Stick with your pachinko machines. Let other people build these games that we people love. Isn't it funny that when, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, no, we don't want more remasters. Mm. We want more original games and so on. But when a game like Resident Evil 2 comes out and it's remade from yeah, the ground yeah. up, people are like, oh, my God, this is absolutely amazing. Come on. Oh, no, I was just going to say this is probably a great example of how a remaster from the mm. ground up could be done. You no, know, in the same kind of vein as Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, which I thought was a brilliant yeah. remaster as yeah. well. Totally agree. I just think depending on the developer, the way you build it up and rebuild I think everything. The, absolutely. The great thing and what makes a really good. I'll, I'll shy away from saying remaster because remaster kind of implies that you have the original game and you're giving True. it a bit of a switch. Reimagining a, a remake. That. If you're able to make people who play the original game think this is what it felt like playing then. So the graphics are, are like hyper realistic and way better than they ever were. But in your head, you kind of think this is how I remember it. Like when I play Resident Evil mm. remake, I remember that game looking way better than it did. I'm um, <laughs> sorry, w- way better than Resident Evil 2 on PlayStation 1 back in the day. Because that the graphics on Resident Evil 2 on PlayStation 1 are horrendous. It's like tank controls and everything. <laughs> but when I play a remake, it's like Oh, that's how I remember that game. That's how terrifying it was. Um, yeah, so that was my first kind of uh, things I've been playing. Uh, second to that, I haven't had much time to get into anything else kind of big, but I've been dropping in and out of Rocket League. A good friend of mine and friend of the show, Kieran Hurd, has been joining me for a few matches online. Um, haven't I haven't heard of him. <laughs> you know, hey. no, he replaced you once or twice. <laughs> but uh, no, he was helping me out. Like we were playing a little bit online and I just wanted to play on a team with someone. And I've been playing with some other mates. Um, Eddie, who does the Screen 17 with me and a few other friends were playing some uh, verses. But it's really good. It's a really good game to actually play with mates with. Definitely. But I also had to get my Ecto one as well, you know? Oh, of course. But uh, it's it's a great game to just kind of drop in and mm. drop out. Like, you can literally just drop in, play for about 10 minutes, and then drop back out. It's actually really well, handy. I'll tell you this. Um, it's a perfect example of the free-to-play model generating money where they wouldn't normally, because I'm not the type of person mm. to drop money on cosmetics. I literally do not buy cosmetics. I don't see the point. But when I was in Rocket League and I was like, ooh, I could be driving the Ecto one. I cannot <laughs> pass up this opportunity. <laughs> so I dropped them. <laughs> but it's kind of weird. You have to drop a fiver on the store to get credits. And then you have to use the credits to buy yeah. the the um, skin. So I find that a bit odd, but whatever. Yeah, I think before it went to the free-to-play model, I think you were able to just purchase directly. Yeah, I remember that. The I, re- I remember you could actually that, yeah. see the skins because I really want the DeLorean now. Mm. Oh, sure. The, the amount of Batman, uh, sorry, Batmobiles I have. I have the Ecto 1. I have some of the Fast Furious cars nice. as well. <laughs> so, you yeah, have the DeLorean? Though. I have the DeLorean, yeah. It's so good. The, the sound effects on it are brilliant it as well. <laughs> yeah, pretty no much. Way. <laughs> I want that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so that's uh, us caught up on what we've been playing. Clive, do you want to take us into the news? Oh, yes, Ray. Have I got news for you? Okay, starting off, could the Xbox Series X and Series S be getting VR support? Mm. Got an article written by Matt Brown at Windows Central here. So a recent PC game code seemingly makes reference to PC underscore VR and Scarlish underscore VR. Mm. It's very interesting because Project Scarlish was the code name for the latest Xbox. And like VR mode would make sense for the likes of the PC version. Mm. But, you know, we obviously have heard nothing about potential VR compatibility with the Xbox Series X and Series S. 
guess I guess if Xbox were going to implement VR mode for like Series S and Series X, it would be interesting to see how they do it. I don't think they'd do their own standalone unit. I don't think they'd put the money into doing something like that. Maybe compatibility with the likes of say Oculus Quest or Oculus Rift or something yeah. could be a possibility. Which is the one Who that knows? Um, I mean they have that linked with Facebook. Well, that would be the Oculus series of headsets, but the Oculus Quest Two specifically, you need to have a Facebook account to even get past the login screen uh, basically so uh, um they do have a partnership with facebook gaming okay xbox so who knows maybe they could implement something with the oculus yeah. It would be very interesting to see, but it's kind of fitting for this episode since we will be talking about VR. But it's just, it is very interesting to see that, you know, obviously people were able to look up the game code mm. and see these kind of references. So, yeah, I don't know. What are your yeah, thoughts on I this? Mean, look, I, I love VR. Um, I, any chance I can to get play VR, I will. But <laughs> when it, we can probably talk about it um, a little bit in the episode, but I have a big problem with wires. Um, <laughs> not a fan of them and i guess that's kind of one of the bigger hurdles for people to get over obviously you know the financial sink on a vr headset is also a bit of a struggle and i guess microsoft if they could end up developing a cost-effective vr helmet that had better um retina display of some kind um and that was mainly the the only little caveat of improvement they had over sony i guess they could sway people over I don't know. Um, I mean, the, the I just think financially it might make a bit more sense for them just to say, oh, look, Oculus yeah. Quest, you can connect to a computer via USB cable. Hey, but we just add in the compatibility there. It might save them money in developing a brand new headset. Yeah, and I suppose the like PSVR has shown that there is a bit of an appetite there for VR games if they're done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I've got quite a few VR games. I guess like Sony are being a little bit stingy with like i have always said um does it <laughs> I, don't, I always used to think i was a bit of a sony fanboy but any chance i get to kick them when they're down i do but oh especially the last episode <laughs> about controllers <A> bloody controllers <laughs> once i love it it's a crap controller um i've always wondered why sony didn't throw in a vr game every second ps plus games of the month like mm. it there seemed like there was a period there maybe about a year ago when you know you got um until dawn rush of blood you got rigs you got like all these other like vr games um and then suddenly they just stopped and yeah i would have kept using my vr more and more if i was getting more free games or if people suddenly realized hey crap i've got about 20 vr games here that i could try i wonder should i pick up a headset and see what these are actually like or oh look that vr game that i've kind of wanted to play like super hot or something is now on PS Plus. Maybe I'll actually pick up a headset now. Yeah, very good point. But yeah, so maybe maybe uh, Xbox, Microsoft have seen that there is an appetite and they will dip their toe in. Time can only tell. Next up, Into the Spider-Verse costume has been revealed for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Now, I have an article here written by Matt Perslow at IGN. So, Insomniac Games has revealed an Into the Spider-Verse costume for Miles Morales. When wearing the suit, it kind of mimics the actions and art mm-hmm. style of the movie, which is just yeah, I've, so I've seen previous of this, it cool. looks beautiful. Now, it looks all kind of like a staggered frame rate because it mimics the animation style from the movie absolutely perfectly. Mm. I think this will add a whole new kind of dynamic to playing the actual game. It looks exactly like you're watching the movie. It's another great piece of fan service for, you know, the game like from Insomniac Games because like the number of Easter eggs and the number of suits they've given us in the original Marvel Spider-Man on the PS4 was absolutely astounding from, you know, the the Raimi suit to, you know, the Insomniac version to God knows how many <laughs> different costumes. It is ridiculous. But yeah, like, I just think it's just another great addition to the game and just fan service from Insomniac Games. I have to commend them on yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's like you can tell that they're a games company that love that property and absolutely are loving every minute of putting it out there. Um, like, do you, like, I can't even reiterate it. Just how, like, you na- nailed it there about like the, the selection of costumes that you have in that first game. There's like so many that I don't even get a chance to use them all. Like, but funnily enough, I actually I am playing the city that never sleeps DLC. Uh, I'm doing it completely using the Sam Raimi suit because I just love that suit. Nice, it's brilliant. I will say the only one I really don't like is um, uh, there's like a weird animated suit where he's got like big hands and kind of big animated features. 
and I'm just not a fan uh, of that. But uh, now back onto the news story. Yeah, I cannot wait for um, this uh, Miles Morales game to drop. I want to be swinging around that city in the Miles Morales into the Spider-Verse costume. Give us more of that. I'm actually liking some of the costumes they've revealed so far. Yeah, I wonder if they'll offer it straight up for actually having a PS5 or is it something that you'll have to unlock and then play later on? Because personally, I would love to just play with that suit from the get-go. I think it's um, if you pre-order it, you get it early and then it is oh, okay. unlockable through the game. Like You probably have to do a couple of the side missions or collectibles and then eventually you'll get that suit or find a backpack or something um fair enough cool i think one the other suit that's um a very early release is i think it's like an inverted version of his normal suit um mm. trying to, to pull up a picture of it here but my pc is so slow <laughs> um <laughs> but i've seen like a couple of other ones like he's got like the, the trainee costume so he's wearing like a spider-man costume with like a i think it's like a denim jacket and a hoodie mm. underneath that there's one where he's kind of got like a crimson cowl of some kind and that looks really cool um so i'm looking forward to seeing all the other suits that are going to be revealed in this game um the track suit is what it's called but tracks like with t-r-a-c-k suit look forward to it so next up Hideo Kojima is working on a new game. So I have an article written here by Joe Scrabbles at IGN. Kojima Productions has confirmed it is working on a new game. Now, it looks as though they're looking to hire best-in-class talent hmm. for the studio based in Tokyo. There's no real information on the type of game it is, but the careers page only really makes reference to the likes of 3D model production mm. for weapons, gadgets, vehicles. And the studio are also looking for desired experience with event control systems in RPG. Mm. So that'll be very interesting to see. Like, it'll be interesting to see what kind of direction Kojima goes after Death Stranding, which was just a really out there game. I love Death Stranding. Um, I know a real do, yeah. <laughs> game. I think people either really like it or really hate it. Have you, have you played it? No, I haven't played it. Like, I think I said to you before, I, I just don't like the idea of a walking simulator. It's not actually but, that much walking. Like, after seeing more and more people playing it and saying, oh God, I really like it, I'm starting to think maybe I should play it, but I might just wait until I get the PS5 or yeah, something like I that mean, and maybe just play it on back. I, I really liked it. Like, uh, for some reason, I knew I would get it. Like, trust me, there's loads wrong with the game. Like, <laughs> some of it just doesn't make a lick of sense but look it it doesn't matter <laughs> you know it's like any kojima game yeah, really. <laughs> like there's, if you think about it too hard you're just you're thinking too hard and you're not enjoying the game um i mean just the the engine that they're using it's the uh decimal engine from um horizon zero yeah, yeah so it's the same engine uh horizon's built on the environment is beautiful it kind of looks like mm. um it kind of looks like Iceland, actually. Quite a lot of it looks like Iceland. It actually has does, all that yeah. rugged terrain. Um, the encounters with like the enemies, like there's these kind of, uh, I guess, pseudo supernatural enemies, but then there's also like um, normal grunts like in the game as well. So you kind of have a combo of dealing with everyday people and supernatural elements. Uh, some of it's pretty damn terrifying. Um, mm-hmm. And just some of it's really nice. Like, for, for example, there's items that other people leave down and you can like them for leaving items behind. So like there might be a ladder that's crossing a river and you can just walk across it and then you can send the people some likes and then you know <laughs> you get points for giving people likes. And then if you leave certain items in certain places like a vehicle or like uh, supplies, other people can pick them up and give you likes. It's a very, very weird system. It's, it's very hard to explain. You just have to go and play it. I knew a few slebs are in there as well. Like mm. I, I saw this video conan o'brien the talk show yeah, host, he, uh, who uh, it's not really a spoiler it's it's just a weird easter egg side quest but he gives you a otter costume like an otter hat and using that you can swim up rivers backwards quickly <laughs> <laughs> i saw him on uh like the conan o'brien show where he actually went to visit kojima mm-hmm. at his um at the at the studio and kojima was just like do you want to be in the game he was like really and he's like yeah we got scanner over there let's get you in the game like, sometimes think hideo kojima just makes games so he can just get his hollywood mates into it oh definitely yeah um yeah i wonder what this new game is gonna be like do you think it's going to be horror do you think it's going to be just out there like if we're talking about vehicles and stuff it sounds like it's kind of going to be a somewhat open worldish game 
to, to be honest with you, I just have no idea what way to predict it because it could be anything. Like, for all we know, it could be a bloody first-person game horror-related, you know, similar to maybe PT or something like yeah. that. But uh, weapons, gadgets, vehicles, and so on, I'm like... Uh, I know he's God been... Um, he's g- been airing to or gearing towards um this Luden's character um but i don't know whether that's mascot of his company or whether they're building towards a game that includes him and i i always got the feeling that he's going to do like a space simulator like where you have to build a base on the moon and survive getting from one base to another base and you know you have air supply maybe the moon is up for grabs maybe there's like different factions trying to claim the moon that would be that cool. Would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> cool. And finally, on the news, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate cuts Steve's meat. Oh, uh, <laughs> I have an article written by Tom Phillips at Eurogamer here. So yourself, Ray, you made reference to Steve's victory screen in a previous mm. episode, which oh, was very funny. Uh, I did look at it myself, and my God, it did look like... <laughs> Jesus, I won't even say the word here. But so with update 9.0.1, it removes the pork chop from Steve's victory screen. Now, funnily enough, in the official patch notes, it made no reference at all <laughs> to this. But obviously, Steve must be vegan now because he's got me free for the splash screen. Nip tuck. Cut that content. <laughs> but I, I still can't believe that got past you know the the testing and everything yeah else and approval like especially if it's a nintendo game i was like jesus how did that get past everything mm. i wonder like that but that's the thing is like was it a case where like i don't know what victory screen screens look like on super smash i'm actually i've never really played super smash i think i've only ever played one or two games with you and maybe johnny and a few other lads um what's that is, yeah. but like is the victory screen a motion victory screen or is it like a frozen shot no, be a victory screen. So, like, say, for instance, with Steve, he had a pork chop and he started cho- chomping on it. And then just kind of froze and you'll see him kind of staring at the screen. But then you just saw the pork chop just floating <laughs> by his trouser area. And it just looked like, let's just say, a penis. <laughs> say what it is, Clive. Don't back away from it. Big penis. But anyway, <laughs> but no, it's it's like an animated splash screen. And then at the end of it, You'll just see, you know, like if there's four players on the splash screen, you'll just see the likes to say Pikachu dancing around yeah, yeah. and then the others just clapping in the background kind of thing. So, yeah, it was just very weird, but funny old story anyway. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll get into Smash Brothers soon. If you find a cheap copy, let me know, Clive. I might pick it up. Will do. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Although we all know Nintendo games, they tend to hold their value. They do. A lot longer. <laughs> I just don't Give get us it. Give us a sale. I, Ready? Oh, here we go on to the main topic of the show. We're going to talk about some of our favorite experience, our worst experiences, and the future of VR. Clive, what's your favorite experience of VR? Got to say, probably the first time we tested out the PSVR unit at your house. Oh. I mean, to be honest, that was a brilliant night because myself, yourself, friends of the show, Johnny Bryan, we hadn't seen each other in like ages, and it then months we managed to get it. Exactly, because trying to get Brian out is very, very hard. <laughs> very true. We actually see more of him now during a lockdown than we've ever had. <laughs> true, yeah. yeah. Just not in person. But uh, no, the, the fact that, you know, we had drink, we had pizza, and then all of a sudden you brought out the PSVR unit and we got to play Beat Saber. Well, I got to play Beat Saber for the first time on the mm. PSVR, and my God, that was absolutely brilliant. The game is awesome. It's developed and published by like a Czech developer called Beat Games. Mm. And to me, this would be the definition of a killer app for a VR mm. headset. So if anyone wants to be introduced to VR or anything like that, that is definitely one of the games you should be kind of introducing to them. You know, probably in a similar vein to how Wii Sports was like a killer app for the Nintendo yeah. Wii at the time. Everyone just loved it. It's a very simple premise Hmm. but a very challenging game at the same time like the amount of music packs available is absolutely awesome Hmm. like uh, i know i have purchased some like i think there's panic at the disco i think i got the lincoln park one nice the timberland pack and the monster cat pack is actually very good as well for pc users i've seen them use custom tracks for beat saber as well so i've even seen people use gangnam style and toss a coin to your witcher as well which is really cool again it's just you have two lightsabers and you're trying to you know, hit different blocks in the direction of the arrows and everything else. It is a simple but challenging and absolutely brilliant it's game. It's scarily that was- um, immersive as well. Like, I think P- 
people kind of think like it's going to be a lot more difficult than it is. Um, but the first time you put the two controllers on and you turn on the move controls and then you just have these two like beams of light that look like a, a red and a blue lightsaber. And then when you touch the beams off each other, both of the move controls rumble. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then like, obviously, once you get into a vibe, but you feel like like a god when you're like bouncing these things up and down. It's absolutely brilliant game. Definitely one of the better experiences, one of my favorite experiences. Like if you've ever seen Linus Tech Tips, actually, you should look up Linus Tech Tips playing Beat Saber. Okay. Like it is ridiculous. It's so effortless for him that he's just like, I struggle enough on, you know, hard mode and everything else, but he'd probably be doing it on like the top, top kind of levels. Yeah. You should definitely check it out after the show. But my God, some people who play it are like spinning around 360 and everything else, just doing these mad kind of moves. Yeah, I guess one of my selections then, um, probably the first time, well, not the first time, I played this game before it was a VR game. Uh, I played it when it was a web browser Java game. Um, maybe it wasn't a Java game, but it was web web-based game. And that's super hot. Um, I remember playing this game first. Where it was just a browser game. You just had to move around the room. And anytime you moved, the other creatures would move. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of fun, whatever. But when it made the transition to VR, if you ever want to feel like a badass, <laughs> play Sephiroth. <laughs> it's like you're Neo and John Wick in one. Like they should actually even come out with a John Wick DLC for Super Hot or something like that. It would be amazing. Um, but like just the idea that you know it, you're frozen in time, and every move you make, time is slowly moving faster. And the faster you move, the faster time moves. Uh, the fact that you can like pick up guns drop them mid-air, reload them, or pick up another item and throw it at people. Um, very simplistic style. Like I think this is the type of stuff that works in VR. It's like very, like, air, like I guess, what would you call it? Like it's it's similar to the thingy missions in uh, Metal Gear. Remember espionage missions? So like there's no detail on the walls. They're just plain white walls, plain white furniture, plain items, whatever. And then the only items that you can interact with are um, like bottles, guns, and stuff like that. I I just had my mind blown when I played this. A, it makes you feel like a badass. Like there's nothing cooler than like seeing a guy run around the corner and you can get him off the corner. Like you're just turning your head a little bit and you see him running around the corner, but then you see another guy coming towards you with a knife and you're like, you throw a <laughs> bottle at the guy with the knife, catch the knife, move it to your other hand and throw it at the other guy coming towards you. Um, I, I, like, I know you said Beat Saber is definitely a killer app. This would be a very close second, I think. Um, oh, if you have PSVR and you have not purchased or played Super Hot yet, you are definitely missing out. Oh, man, there's this game on Oculus Store. It's called Pistol Whip. I don't know if it's coming out for psvr or is it it is out for psvr but that also looks like a very more like a john wick style game okay where it's like an on the rails kind of shooter and you're yeah, going yeah. around shooting absolutely everyone and everything definitely want to get that but i'd like to see it actually go down in price first okay but yeah check out that game anyway later on after the show might be something you might be interested in and feel like super hot mm. and then the well um <laughs> what am i saying <laughs> english words fail me uh do you have another thing for your fave i do indeed so batman arkham vr the first time i played that man it was just absolutely brilliant so developed by rocksteady studios i think it was published by warner brothers interactive entertainment it was a great introduction to vr for me i got it in the ps vr mm. at the time Oh, was it bundled uh, in, wasn't it? Oh, no, I bought it separately, but it was on a really cheap deal, which was ridiculous. I think I got it for something like four ninety nine or something like that. I'm waiting for it really... to drop, because I keep seeing it. It's always nineteen ninety nine, then it drops to ten ninety nine or nine ninety nine. I'm like, mm, not yet. <laughs> Great introduction to VR. It's got a really interesting plot. It's got really good VR mechanics. It's got like great voice actors. So Kevin Conroy obviously plays Batman. Mark Hamill actually plays the Joker, which is oh, absolutely the Joker brilliant. Really? Yeah, he is really? indeed. Yep. And like the first time I played it, it felt like I was Batman. You had the throw knives and everything else. You were in the suit, you were going down. Uh, you were doing all this detective work. Mm. But no, the first time I played it, it was actually really cool. It felt like I was Batman. So I was obviously solving mysteries, mm. looking at clues, 
you know, talking to the Joker and everything else. And there's these very interesting scenes as well. Okay. But I don't want to say anything much in order. You know, yeah, to, no, I, to I will definitely play it at some point. It's just I'm waiting for it to hit that sweet price point. Mm, now it's a short enough game like say you'd finish it like if you want to finish absolutely everything mm. and do absolutely everything it'll be a few hours but you could finish the main story in a couple of hours or so but it was a really good experience it was definitely worth the 4.99 anyway in my mind yeah that that's the thing that's why i've been very hesitant to picking it up because it is always 19.99 and then because i know it's quite a short game i still don't want to drop a tenner on it um yeah. i'm quite surprised it didn't just bundle it into return to arkham true it would have made a great ps plus game as well yeah, look, Sony dropping the ball again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, another one for me is one of the first VR games I played when I got my own VR headset. This is a game that was up for a PS Plus game. And I know during the episode we were giving out about Sony not putting more PS uh, VR games on the PS Plus games of the month. But this one was an absolute steal and an absolute gem, hidden gem, I think, if you have a PS VR and you've not played this. Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. This game mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, so for just to put it in perspective what it is. So obviously VR, people can get motion sickness quite easily. The way this game kind of circumnavigates that is you are sitting in a cart. So it's on, on the rail shooter. So it's a lot easier to deal with movement when I feel when you have a stationary object that you're moving inside. Uh, so that was very clever for one. Two, um, the calibration for the you have two pistols and the calibration setup for the two pistols is some of the best VR calibration I've ever seen. So it does this thing where you see these two like ghost arms held out in front of you and it tells you basically put your arms out into the position where you feel like you are where your the ghost arms are. And then when you're ready, click OK. You click OK. And then you have these two arms connected to your body. It's it's freaky and you can interact with your own arms and you can see it on the screen. It's absolutely amazing. But um, story-wise, you start off, um, it just feels like a, like a haunted clown house type, type of ride. So you're going through, uh, you're just hitting bullseyes, you're shooting ducks, bowling pins, fake clowns, and then things start taking a little bit of a dark path. <laughs> uh, yeah, you end up killing like serial killers and gigantic spiders and zombies and ghosts and creepy mannequins oh dude like you you played this when you were over on mine before didn't you yeah we did indeed and the the annoying thing was that sometimes the calibration was not great it will sway yes and everything else but it was a very fun game it was just oh it's not the kind of game i'd like to play on my own i'll just say no i've I've, very popped the shit out of myself a couple of times playing this game (laughs) exactly yeah but like it was funny because i introduced my sister-in-law's husband to the game and we were playing vr one night in i think it was like christmas time or something like that but he started playing it and he was like nope nope can't play anymore (laughs) screw that nope he just couldn't uh but he absolutely loved the batman vr really but yeah it was just the game like that where you know it's bloody weird mannequin freaky mannequins and everything else coming after you he was just like nope can't do it and i'd be the exact same oh god yeah yeah horror games in vr are uh a bit of a marmite uh thing to do (laughs) number three clive what's your favorite experience again it was the the night we're over at yours accounting plus for anybody Um, who doesn't uh understand apparently nights over at mine are the best Yeah, pretty much. Pizza, <laughs> VR. <laughs> uh, developed by Crows, Crows, Crows and Squanch Games. Mm. The VR motion felt absolutely great in the game. Like, it actually felt really comfortable, you know, looking in various different directions. The hand, or I guess you could say calibration for the controllers for your hands and everything else seemed to work out very well. It was just one of the most confusing and scariest experiences I've ever experienced in VR, but it was hilarious because we're all together and like, what the fuck is going on in this game? Because like, there's a really weird part of the game where you're in a room with some freaky creature on a computer with massive legs. Oh, that part, and, yeah. Oh, and then that weird part of the game where <laughs> you're with the lad who's in the tree, keeps giving hey, out to you. <laughs> what are you doing here? Get the fuck out of here, it's my tree! Hey, you! Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. I played in Justin Roiland for that voice acting on that game. It's just brilliant. And then, oh God, the part where you're in the, oh, is it the van or something like that? And then you're shooting at all the police along the side Yeah, as you're well. kind of trying to infiltrate a gang of some kind. Yeah. But I'm like, 
I still don't know what to make of the game, but it was just such a weird, haunting, but funny experience all at the same time that I was just like, Jesus Christ, these kind of VR games are absolutely brilliant because they're so out there, but Mm -hmm. the calibration and the motion and everything else just... It was just really, really nice. Yeah. Definitely, I think that, yeah, the 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 best aspect of that game as well as it does exactly what I was saying when uh, Super Hot is that it doesn't try to make the graphics realistic, and I think that works remarkably well in VR because it's always going to be a struggle, especially with PSVR because it has the screen door effect problem. Uh, you're never going to get stuff looking super real, and and the Candy Plus because it just goes in the opposite direction. It's like nothing here looks real. It's over dramatized. <laughs> Even the character models look really basic. Like you would throw it together in 3D Max in no time. Is 3D Max still a thing? I don't know. Uh, it's probably, yeah. probably owned by <laughs> Adobe now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, just the comedy of the of the game, the way it's written, it really makes me want to try out Trover Saves the Universe now. I'd love to try the Rick and Morty one. I haven't tried that out yet. Virtual Rickality, isn't it? Yeah. I, I heard it's really okay. I, I think this game is definitely much better than it. Um, mm. I, th- I think of kind of Rick and Morty fatigue. Strange thing to say for you. I know. I love the TV show, but all the other kind of vibes around it is a little bit tiresome. Um, True. Give us your next one anyway. There. Yeah, right? my next one. I, I think this will be my last one, and then I'll just give a um, a little tiny shout out to 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 my other last one. Uh, Resident Evil Seven. This game in VR is great. Um, I've never played Resident Evil Seven outside of vr so for me it's a vr exclusive game to me i can't mm-hmm. imagine playing that game outside of vr because it's so claustrophobic and tense um like it took me a while to get used to the vr because obviously this is one of those games where the character models look super realistic so it's it, it, it does suffer from the screen door effect quite a lot and when you're moving around the house it, you do get a little bit of motion sickness but there's nothing scarier than when you're like in a crawl space in a wall and suddenly someone punches through it and they're crawling into the wall space with you and you're like, no, back up, back up, back up. Uh, <laughs> super fantastic. The puzzles are great. Quite a massive departure from the Resident Evil franchise to go first person perspective. Um, I, I I don't think I'm jumping the gun there to say this was the first Resident Evil to go first person. Been pretty much third person, really. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, having the option to play in the first person, uh, like without VR and with VR at the same time, having that option was always a good thing. So it wasn't locked to VR and it wasn't locked outside of VR. And then you had to pay a tenner to get an upgrade or there was a different version released later. I haven't finished it yet. I don't have the balls. <laughs> uh, it, I still have fond memories of that, uh, <laughs> that part when you were over at yours and you were remember you were trying to kill the lad in i think it was like the shit yeah he the car to the car driving around and there's worse scenes than that afterwards like proper bits where he's like chasing you around a bathroom and stuff i'm like oh my god Um, it was hilarious just seeing you kind of peeking around corners like is he there is he there but then when you smashed into him using the car and then he looked like he was dead and then all of a sudden it's like oh i was like shit (laughs) yeah that's the the funny thing i like about vr and i think i touched on it when uh, i played minecraft in vr Uh, the ability to be in a safe space and kind of poke your head out it really just adds a completely new dimension to playing certain games because you can never do that in minecraft like where you're sitting behind a block and you're like, I hear Enderman. And like you're just <laughs> now that type of sound effects. You're like, oh, they're here somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's Resident Evil 7. And then a very quick shout out to a free game that's on PlayStation. Um, it's in beta. I think it's constantly in beta, but it's called Rec Room. And it's kind of just a, an open social space where there's mini games. You can interact with people. Uh, from my experience, it seems to be mainly kids on the bloody thing because uh, that's all you hear shouting down the microphones. But there is one part of it that is fantastic, and there's a charades room. So you get okay. a like a um, you know where you paint in three D yeah. in VR. Yeah. So basically, you you're you're two teams of four or five. One person's elected every t- thirty seconds to do charades. So they they pull a card from the thing and it prompts them what to draw. So they have to draw like something using the gun. And when someone gets it, you award them the point and you move back to the team. Mm. Well worth checking out just for that. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen some, vi- like, I've never played it myself, but I've seen videos where I think it was paintball they were playing and, like, disc golf or something like that. Mm. But I heard there's this kind of create your own kind of, I think there's a sandbox mode where you can kind of create some of your own games, which is kind of cool. Mm. Since you're giving a shout out to the rec room, I'll just give a quick shout out to the playroom VR, yes. which we've had so much yep. fun with, like, the amount of mini games in there, especially, like, the... The giant dinosaur oh, looking no, that one is fantastic. chasing after little ones. The Ghostbusters style I game really as like well. The Ghostbusters one because it's it's yeah. such a party game. You know, you take everyone else can see the ghost, but you can't, and you you're reliant on them to shoot. Yeah, or where you're in the bar trying to you know shoot at the the, the criminal yeah. or whatever's yeah. matching on the phone. I mean, there's 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 like there's so many other games that we just couldn't include, like to go into a lot. Like just you've Moss, you have uh, Astro's um, Rescue Mission. Um, yeah, like just so many games enough time what about the worst vr experience you've ever had i've honestly i've only ever had one bad vr experience but that's probably because you know i don't try to play you know horror games mm. like yourself like what was that really weird one we played at yours it was like a black and whitey kind of thing where there was this kind of weird Is it here demon. they lie that was it yeah jesus christ that was just like no can't do yeah, it i but, couldn't um, uh, figure that one out myself but in terms of worst VR experience, I'd probably say it would be, you know, the PlayStation VR Worlds game, the VR Luge. Mm, I know of it. So it's basically you're on a, a board and you're just luging down a street okay. trying to dodge cars or go underneath cars and everything else. It was included with like the PlayStation VR Worlds disc that came with the, the PSVR. Yeah. Now, I played this game at like a PSVR demo event, which took place in Dublin. This was like pre-release of the original PSVR headset. Mm. It was like it was just a very blurry experience. And honestly, it still is to this day. It was the only time in VR I've actually felt slight motion sickness as well it was just not a great introduction to vr for me but i'm glad i got the psvr in the end but Mm. like i I like the idea where you're just basically on a skateboard as such and you're just going down this huge hill dodging traffic dodging cones and you know turning tight corners and so on and you do it by moving your head so if you want to turn in different direction you just turn your head Mm. but it's it's just like some of the games on the PSVR do look blurry, but this one just looked really, really blurry and it still does. And yeah, I just think the motion sickness put me off as well. Like that's the only game I've ever felt motion sickness, even playing Wipeout VR and everything else. Absolutely fine. Really? This game just did it for me. So, yeah. Wipeout actually, ooh, that, that one left me feeling nauseous a few times. What about yourself anyway? What about your worst experience? My worst experience, it might be a little controversial depending on how much people love this or not. Um, <laughs> it's it's my worst experience for two reasons. Uh, one reason I feel this was a really cheap move from the studio where this seems like something that could have tack- been tacked on to the original game with a patch update. And only for I got this free when I picked up my VR headset did I even bother playing it. And it is Skyrim VR. I've never gotten past the first two hours of Skyrim uh, in general, no matter when I played it. But I very much could not get past the first two hours in VR. (laughs) It was incredibly nauseating. Like, maybe maybe I'm just being really, really close-minded here. But, like, the combat didn't feel right. Um... The, the menu to bring up like your inventory was clunky the world map was clunky the because of bethesda's i'm going to say art style very generously uh the way <laughs> the way they build their games their character models are a little bit low res and when you're playing something in vr and you're trying to read a signpost that's already low res when you're fair bit away from it and when you get up really close it's like to hell with this <laughs> um <laughs> the movement I know the movement felt fairly nauseating as well. I I know you can control the speed of everything. Um, I know they also have the option of the teleport thing, but in Skyrim, that kind of feels a little bit uh, takes you out of it. Mm. Like you kind of just want to be experiencing it. And it's the very uh, subtle difference between something like Resident Evil, where the movement can feel a little nauseating, but still feels like you're a real person walking around. Whereas Skyrim just kind of just makes you want to, puke and never touch it again um yeah. yeah it doesn't sound good at all yeah and i i always had a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth from the way bethesda brought out now, maybe it's a technical issue i don't know but the fact that the vr 
edition of the game was an, a standalone edition and not just a patch. I think I think it should have been a fairly easy thing to implement. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't, I don't know what way they developed it. To be honest with you, yeah. like it wasn't the kind of game I was interested in. Like I've played Skyrim, God knows how many times already. So, yeah. but no, that does not seem like a good experience, and I don't blame you. That left a bad taste in your mouth too. I think, um, like obviously, I need to give Skyrim the proper time of day. So I don't know when when it comes out in PS5, which no doubt Skyrim will come out in PS5. Definitely. <laughs> um I must actually play it properly, just play it like I would have played um Oblivion or Fallout or something like that. Mm, definitely. Right. You gotta come back with me. To where? The future, Marty <laughs> <laughs> Great Scott. What the hell? Doc <laughs> Um so let's talk about Quickly, the future of VR, um, where do you see it going, Clive? We're obviously going to see the likes of, say, a PSVR 2 mm. at some stage. Oh, absolutely. Like, the good thing is PlayStation are offering customers adapters for PS4 to work, uh, PSVR to work on the PS5, which is very good to see because like Xbox did something similar as well, where you know they were given free adapters for the Xbox One S for the Kinect to work on that. Mm. So that was a nice kind of touch, but it's great to see uh, PlayStation doing this. At the moment, PlayStation aren't being great in terms of you know PS4, PSVR transitioning to PS5 because, like, say for instance, I don't know if you've seen Hitman Three and No Man's Sky will require the PS4 version of the game if you want to play in VR, even if you have the PS5 version, which is what? really bad. Yeah, that seems so, so weird. So basically, you need the PS4 version and then play back compat, and then you can play the VR version, which is just absolutely stupid. That's mad. I know, but I, I'd like to see the transition do a lot better than that. I do think standalone experiences like the Oculus Quest are maybe the future of VR. Mm. Like what I would personally like to see is the likes of, say, the Oculus Quest become you know, compatible with the likes of is it Xbox Series X. I would also you know, love to see Oculus Quest evolve to the point where it's just a headset with hand tracking features without the need for additional controllers and so on. I think that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned to you one of the, uh, in one of the previous episodes where I saw this kind of thing on Oculus Quest where they had edited the game. So it was actually using the cameras in the headset to track the finger movements of the person. Yeah, now, yeah. It wasn't 100%, but it was a great indication of where it could go. But I would like to see more, you know, standalone experiences like that. Mm. Honestly, in terms of VR, I'd also like to see more augmented reality if I could. Like Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, I think is a great indication of, you know, where augmented reality could go. You could mix that in with VR as well. Who knows? But uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the Microsoft HoloLens. Because remember back in the day, they were advertising the HoloLens for, you know, potentially the Xbox or... Yeah, I remember that was about six years ago or something. (laughs) Yeah, so E3 2015, we saw this whole kind of demo for Minecraft HoloLens Mm. where he had the whole kind of Minecraft bloody world right in front of him and he was able to look around and everything else. I just thought that was absolutely brilliant. I'd like to see something like that go more mainstream, but honestly, I love the VR headsets we have at the moment. Like you said, get away from the wires. Yeah, and like, honestly, look, that's that's such a tiny thing. I know I'm kind of making a big song and dance battle, but... The initial part of setting up the PSVR is a massive pain in the hoop. Like, yeah, to connect it to the because of the way the PS4 is, the the USB ports are on the front, so you have these ugly wires tracing from the front. Now, thankfully, I think most of the USB adapters are at the back of the PS5, so you can kind of tidy it up a bit more. But um, once you have it all kind of set up and you don't have to worry about it, then it's behind your TV unit. Then look, the the unit's there. There's one cable coming from the unit. No worse than me having a long headphone cable now. And th- there's a seriously good length on this. It must be, what, nearly five meters? It's pretty yeah, damn it's long. Decent, yeah. um, maybe <laughs> five meters sounds like a lot now. Maybe it's probably about two or three meters. Uh, but it's a <laughs> long cable. A lot of room for, like, wherever you are, you're going to have enough room for it. Um, and once you look, it's two cables, you plug it in, you're ready to go, blah, blah, blah. Um, yes, I would like a wireless solution. So if the PSVR 2 does have that, and obviously some sort of better... Like me personally, I don't don't hate the move controls. Actually, as as I said last week, it's one of my favorite interfaces when it's used right. Um, but definitely, maybe having a better way of charging them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the other thing is like as I was kind of hitting on, um, like, well, you actually said it as well, like trying to recognize headsets that can pick up hand gestures or s- smart grip technology. So like you would wear 
a very light like glove or something and then like when you have a glass or something like i'm holding up a glass now it's like those not uh that can't watch us and like in the game the gloves there and as you try to put your grip around it it like obviously restricts your grip or at least has a haptic kind of feedback like oh you're grabbing something now <laughs> sorry i'm just going back to bloody johnny's comment in the last one he was talking about porn hope once you mentioned that as well <laughs> oh yeah look it's, they all say like as soon as the porn industry jumps on the technology that technology improves massively <laughs> so maybe, maybe they just need to just give in and just make like really good vr porn experiences <laughs> uh, just don't no, make it I, 5d now i know you said the psvr like one wire you know it's not a big deal mm-hmm. but even just having to worry about you know potentially tripping over the wire that kind of takes you away from the main experience as well so like you said if psvr2 can be wireless that would be brilliant mm. i've seen some people with these weird kind of um hanging mechanisms from their ceiling where they'll actually put the vr cable from the psvr so it's hanging from their ceiling yeah, so yeah. that they're not kind of tripping over it which is just could you be arsed really no i would not be <laughs> would not be all the bloody cable like jesus christ <laughs> yeah it's just no and i i know exactly what you mean because it's no more evident than when i was playing the um iron man vr demo like there's parts where you're flying and you actually have to turn around and i could actually feel the cable getting caught around me yeah um so yeah kill the wires guys kill the wires it can be done oculus has shown us that Anything else you'd like to see VR-wise? Or apart from that, maybe better refresh rates, better screens? Better screens, for sure. Um, Like, that's the problem with a lot of VRs. Uh, I suppose until the day when we get wraparound screens, like, it's great having, obviously, you know, definition. I I suppose, like, there's, there's a reason that they have, like, two independent cameras and those two independent cameras focusing on your eyes for depth perception. But, like, am I wrong in thinking that we could get to the point where a divisor at the front of your head is just one solid screen. Mm, um, yeah. And maybe, maybe maybe there's a cutoff in the middle so your eyes can at least focus, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being overly <laughs> eager here. Um, one thing I'd like to say, probably more breathable, more sweat-proof options for yeah, VR headsets. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess that's the, the problem with it isn't it? Um, mm. Until we get like special contact lenses that we can just put in and then you can just engage VR that way. Yeah, because I mean, after like ha- even half an hour on Beat Saber on the Oculus Quest, Jesus Christ, I'll take it off for a second and I'm sweating. Mm. Like the cover on the headset is just wet. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> and I even had that just with like just even just cam ga- games, like when I'm in creative mode in Minecraft, like after about half an hour of it, I'm just like, I can take this off. I'm absolutely sweating. <laughs> And just one small thing I would like as well is just make the, the lenses a bit more durable. Like, oh, you've you had know, a bad experience, haven't you? Yeah, I had a bad experience scratching the PSVR stuff, but like I've kind of ordered stuff from, you know, other companies where, you know, you can clip in kind of screen protectors for the headsets. Like I got an absolutely awesome one for the Oculus Quest. So mm-hmm. I have to worry about my glasses you know scraping against the frames or anything like that but maybe just more durable stuff like that make it more user-friendly for people with different shapes of glasses because i do know mm. you know depending on the types mm. of glass where it might not be the best fit for like to say psvr or an oculus quest and yeah. so on yeah yeah no absolutely uh yeah that was shit that that happened actually to, when you when you sent me the picture of the scratched lens i was like what how the hell did that happen now thankfully it didn't mess with the picture but mm. like if you scratch it bad enough it would ruin the image that you see in the headset so thankfully yeah. that didn't happen for me anyway okay cool cool well i think that's everything touched on then clive it is indeed mm, fantastic grand we'll leave it there clive where can people find you i'll just keep it simple you can find me on instagram and twitter using clivey source c-l-i-v-e-y-s-a-u-r you can also follow us at sidequest heroes on instagram follow all of our video game related shenanigans there we've made a few more posts recently as well it's very good and oh check out the instagram because it's official yours truly is in final fantasy 16 boo his protagonist is (laughs) (laughs) i just really hope he has like a like a pet cat or a chibi of some kind called ray (laughs) that would be amazing game of the year already (laughs) game of the year there where can we find you ray I'll say my Twitch this time because 
I am tentatively about to purchase the War of the Chosen expansion for XCOM 2, and I'm going to do Ooh. it again. I'm going to try beat XCOM 2. <laughs> I have never nice. done this, but you can find me at Twitch uh, forward slash Spidog Plays. That's S P I D E O G Plays. Um, I don't have a Instagram. I don't have Facebook. You can just find me there. I guess just follow me so you can know when I'm online. Um, also, bit of uh, good news. I'm taking part in Movember this year. It's a an event where you can grow a horrendous little tash and in the process generate some funds for uh, cancer research, um, uh, aid for people who are going through mental health and suicide um, services. But the link for that is, I'll give you a tiny URL because I'm not going to spell out the 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 full link uh, clive you can throw it into the show notes afterward will it um but it's tinyearl.com forward slash ray movember so that's tinyearl.com forward slash ray movember you can give whatever you want give a euro give give a ten thousand euro whatever you want <laughs> give an extra it'll, series x there you go yeah, yeah. yeah it all goes towards a good cause except for the series x um <laughs> but yeah no that that's me in a nutshell do you want to plug uh, Screen 17 as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always want to plug Screen 17. Eddie Eddie kills me if I don't plug it. <laughs> <laughs> I am also doing a film and TV podcast called Screen 17 with my good friend Ed and good friend Rob. Um, you can find us on Spotify and all the usual podcast services as Screen 17 and also on Instagram at Screen 17 Podcast. We don't post there as often as SideQuest Heroes, but, you know, when we do, it's comedy gold. <laughs> yes it is indeed. Like that. you know clive can't even contain himself it's so funny <laughs> oh brilliant thanks very much for that right no worries what take it do? easy guys oh wait See hang you. on i want to do it that's everything yeah, that's for most of this this week <laughs> i have been raymond hogg i have been clive cookson and we'll chat to you guys next time see ya bye